You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Robin? Yes. Would you say that I'm too fit? <laughs> yes, you're too fit, Is Michael. there a such thing as too fit? No, there's no such thing as too thin or too rich. Today, we're going to be talking about extremes. <laughs> I'm Robin Shaw. I'm Michael Buckley. And this is The Bodcast. It's The Bodcast with Michael Buckley and Robin Shaw. I've lost 85 pounds. Now I'm a personal trainer and help other fat people. I was the last kid picked in gym class. Now I'm a personal trainer and I've got a six pack. All right. You didn't say who our guest was. Tim Rothschild. Yes. Guys, we have a really great guest today, which we're going to get to soon. But first, how are you, Michael? I'm doing really well. I feel good. Yeah. I feel really good. Yeah. That's I feel like good. the... Yeah, you're looking Post buff, Adderall man. malaise is starting to lift. I'm starting to feel like myself again. Excellent. Yeah, and also uh, because I'm no longer medicated, I'm like losing shit, <laughs> leaving shit in cabs, just like the real Welcome me. Welcome to my life. I obviously like, I mean, my parents never medicated me with like ADD medication or anything, but I obviously have some issues that should be medicated. I never know what's going on. I'm in like 10 places at once, but... But don't you think, sometimes I think the, you know, like I, you know, there, there's like, you know, that, that daydreamer side that that's kind of where a lot of your creativity comes from. That's yeah, definitely. what makes you funny, right? Like probably. Yeah. I would never. Like when you were supposed to be thinking about something else, you were thinking about something, yeah, some I remember funny thought I occurred on, to you instead. I, I went on Clonopin for, a, I mean, like a week. And it wasn't prescribed to me. I took it from one of my friends. It's an anti-anxiety, Yeah, right? it's anti-anxiety. And I loved it. But, I mean, I was not funny. I wasn't even, like, functional. Like, I was just like, oh, you know. So <laughs> it was great, but not not to be a comic or, like, an entertainer. Oh, yeah. I mean, or maybe, like, it's meant for people who, like, really need it. I kind of just liked it because <laughs> I got an eye off it. <laughs> that, that's really it. Um, but... Yeah, a friend gave me a muscle relaxer once. I love muscle relaxers. Oh my god, I, it was like, I, like hibernating. Oh, we should have a, a pharmaceutical drug company sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> and we could like try all their medications. Yeah, right. Like just walking around. <laughs> yeah. In a dull haze with giant erections. That sounds great. This is. Uh, <laughs> this. Is, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> Both I've of us. always wanted a yeah. huge erection. Steroids. Um, when I was like, when I was like nine, I went to therapy because as soon as I wore leg braces, my mom put all of us in leg braces. I was like six when I started, and my c- oldest cousin told put you all in therapy, right? Yeah, you just said put us all in leg braces. Oh, they put us like, all in therapy. It's good enough for Robin. <laughs> it's good enough for all of you. Yeah, no, she put us all in therapy, and my oldest cousin, who was like nineteen at the time, and I was like six or seven. She, he was like, go to your therapist tomorrow and tell her that you have penis envy. And I didn't know what that was. So I went in. I was like seven. I was like, um, I have penis envy. And she's like, who told you to say that? And I was like, no one. I just have it. <laughs> I always think about that because I'm like, wow, she must have thought I was fucking crazy. But um, anyway, I did a photo. Sh- this is so random. I just went from um, I'm about to go from penis envy to donuts. But uh, You're like speaking of that ADD medication, <laughs> I did I did a photo shoot yesterday, and the props were like donuts and candies. It was he's this really great photographer, and um, Phil Pevilio. He's a long last name, but 
If you go to my um, Instagram, you could see him. I'm sure he but, appreciates uh, that quasi plug. I know, but he, if you go to my Instagram, you could see the pictures and you could see the photographer. He's right. really, really good. But anyway, it was really funny because for the props, it was all like donuts and candies and like lollipops. And I was thinking, if I, like while I was doing it, it was really funny. We were doing like funny shit with it. But I was thinking when I was fat, I would never have like done a shoot like that because I would have been so embarrassed making mm-hmm. fun of like how much I love food. But it's just funny that once I lost the weight, I don't care. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's so interesting. Even though the candy and cake go more with Fat Robin, but Fat Robin would never have posed like that. I don't know where I'm going with this. I so think you're saying that you are that. comfortable knowing that. Yeah, I'm more comfortable you know, making that's your, fat that's your... jokes now that I'm not like obesely fat. You like, you you know, you you know what you like and you're okay, you're okay <laughs> yeah, owning it. I'm okay liking. You're okay owning it. <laughs> you're not ashamed. It. You're yeah. out of the closet. Right. But when I, was, like when I was fat, I was in the closet with how fat. With the junk food I like. Does that make sense? That makes sense. I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Um, All right. I do want to give a shout out to our listener of the week Mm -hmm. um, who will send a t-shirt to. (laughs) Just kidding. We don't have (laughs) t-shirts. But one day we'll have t-shirts and this guy will get one. His name is, uh, he messaged me on Facebook, Ken Neff. I think I just pronounced it. And he's from the Philippines. Guys, we have listeners in the Philippines. Isn't that really cool? We are international, yeah. I, uh, That's awesome. Considering someone who like never leaves New York, this is a big deal to me. Oh, I want to go to Queens. <laughs> if I get on the L train, it's a big deal. Uh, I took the PATH train to get to our guest today. I went to their apartment, and the PATH train was an adventure. Okay. Anyway, he writes, um, I'm addicted to the podcast, and I am a certified fan uh keep those informative and hilarious episodes coming me and my siblings has made it a weekly habit to listen to the podcast as soon as we wake up and i've got everyone in my i've got my office mates (laughs) i like that word (laughs) Uh, my office mates hooked on it as well hope you guys can make it longer can't wait for this week's episode more power and thank you and i was like first off i was so excited that we have fans in philippines Philippines, oh yeah in the philippines i hope they're not all gathering together to listen to it at one time because then we only get one hit (laughs) oh yeah yeah guys watch it separately so that we get multiple hits but uh you are our listener of the week you certainly are ken i hope you're subscribing on itunes and i hope you get all of your siblings and office mates to all subscribe on itunes as well office mates how much fun was that you don't you're, I you guess don't. you're my office mate. That's it. <laughs> um, anyway, Ken, I'm thanks for HR. listening, Thank and we love Thank you. Thank you so much, Ken. I appreciate that. We also got a tweet about we had asked for your best slash worst excuses you've ever heard. Yeah. And uh, I'm still waiting. Uh, so send us any the best slash worst excuse that you've ever heard or used to not exercise. The good ones we're going to read on the air. We got a response to that on Twitter and uh, uh, at Shelly Shinoy says, I had a friend who never worked out. One day she called frantic and said, can I come jog? I think I'm pregnant. <laughs> so the opposite. Wait, so she didn't work out until she was pregnant? Like, I think she saw the Sex in the City where Charlotte was trying to get pregnant forever. And, yeah. And then I guess she got pregnant and stopped, didn't want to exercise anymore. Right. I mean, uh, I I heard there was an episode of Sex in the City that was like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. Which is actually like the opposite. Like if you're 
pregnant, it's more of a reason to make sure that you're working out, working out, staying in shape. Yeah. I mean, you don't need to be, you don't want to compete in an Ironman competition. Right, or maybe you do. I saw people, <laughs> people do Bikram yoga, like nine months pregnant. And I'm like, how the hell are you doing this? It's uh, like, I'm not pregnant and I'm dying in here. Oh God, that's you know? so crazy. Um, all right, guys, if you have any comments, questions, whatever. Do you think they would let you stop if your water broke? <laughs> no, they're like, right? yeah, no, because you know, they're so hardcore. The they're like, no one leaves yeah. the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, I don't know. <laughs> they give birth right in the room. She, the woman was going to make me tell a joke in the room. I told you that, right? In Bikram? I didn't tell you that. Oh, God. I don't remember if I said this on air or not. Okay, but uh, I took a Bikram yoga class, and the woman had seen me perform at Caroline's in Times Square. And so there I am. I'm in a fucking sports bra the day I decide not to wear a shirt. And she's like, uh, Oh, we have a comedian in here, Robin. And then all like 50 people look at me and I'm not wearing a shirt, which like, I don't need 50 people looking at that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's really nothing special to see under this shirt, except for just gross. But um, so then, and then I was like, oh, she's like, oh, why don't you come up here and tell us a joke? This is a 110 degree room. I'm naked practically. And she wanted me to tell a joke. <laughs> I, ob- go? I yeah, obviously I, said no. I said no. Oh, I was gonna say <laughs> I'm not gonna get up and tell a joke in a bickery yoga class. Yeah, because it doesn't work like that. definitely when people are in the mood to laugh. Yeah, right. But she also didn't charge me for the room, so oh, I that's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's a imagine bit. if you had told the joke. I know. Got a free month. Right. Oh, I was so embarrassed. I would. <laughs> I can't believe I wasn't wearing a shirt that day. Would you have told the joke if you were wearing the shirt? No, but I just don't need 50 people like turning. To- um, oh, you're also so sweaty and gross. It's not like you know. <laughs> like sexy Robin posing, you know, like sucked in with like the downward angle picture. This is like in Bikram, sweaty and gross, like fat hanging out. In a room that smells like yeah. assholes and feet. Exactly. And my boyfriend was next to me. He was dying laughing because he knew I was humiliated. Just Isn't like that the worst? Like, when people find out you're a comic, they're like, tell, oh, tell us a joke. I'm always like your mom's dick. You know, that's like always my first response. If you're like, oh, tell me something funny. Um, all right, so guys, if you have any comments, questions, anything, you can tweet me at Robin Shawl or at Buckley Body Guru. Uh, you can write us on SoundCloud. Uh, you got it. First take. Nailed I know. it. I'm, I'm proud. iTunes, rate us, comment, whatever you want. Uh, also, uh, Instagram, Robin Shawl comic and uh long island i'm going to be headlining at the long beach hotel december 5th you get tickets at my website robin shawl go check it out yeah all right so oh should we do some fitness questions or yeah we real fast all right really okay. quick so i've got a question from christina in columbus she wants to know if you burn more calories working out in the summer or in the winter and well, i'm assuming she means outside because if you're in a gym I was gonna say, but it depends on the person. It's not like a seat. I mean, okay, if outside, I'm assuming summer because you don't you don't really work out much outside during the winter. Well, the I guess the the question would be: Does your body have to work harder to to warm itself during the winter, or work harder to cool itself down during the summer? Mm, I don't. I mean, there. What? So the answer to that is: If you are, it depends on the level of exercise. Right. So like if you are walking, your body is actually working harder to warm itself than if you were walking during the summer. But if you once you kick that up, once you start exerting yourself, so if you're sprinting, your body has to work harder to cool itself down because whenever you exercise, you elevate your your body temperature a bit anyway. So your body has to work harder during the summer if you're sprinting 
than if you were sprinting during the winter. But in uh, like a normal state, just like walking around, if you're just standing outside in the winter versus standing outside in the summer, your body most likely has to work harder to warm itself during the winter than it would have to work to cool itself down during the summer. Does that all make sense? <laughs> yeah, it does. I was going to be like... <laughs> I was like confusing myself a little bit for a second, but that, that I was going to be sense, like, right? I eat more fruit in the summer. That was my answer. I mean, people, your answer was much uh, People more tend to gain weight during the winter. It's kind of like the way people Yeah, because you're wearing heavy clothes. You eat more. You, don't, you, you know. just don't move as much. You don't do as many things. Like think of how many times you're, Holiday you, parties, you would walk somewhere drinking. during the summer that you're just yeah. like, oh no. Well, no exactly. We're, we're you walk more in the summer. Also, uh, don't you feel like you're eating more fruit in the summer? Like you're always in bathing suits so you don't want to eat as much yeah no just yeah. me um, yeah you're just you're just generally more active during the summer yeah and also the i think the heat is a pretty effective appetite suppressant for a lot of people agreed you know yeah all right guys write us your questions we love hearing from you or just your comments just write us i don't know how you're doing <laughs> we just, we're yeah. lonely we yeah, need just friends <laughs> anything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We Mom, don't leave this room. We sit. We stay here all week in this studio. We have no interaction with the outside no, well, world. But people, we in the need Fili- you. People in the Philippines, the Philippines love us. Yeah. Oh, My man. boyfriend has no clue I do a podcast, but <laughs> Ken knows. Hey, right. Um. Ken, all his siblings, the entire Neff family. All right. Okay. Let's bring on our guest. Okay, guys. So uh, we it's just kind of started talking about some really yeah. interesting stuff in the green room before this even so so tim hello we, how are you doing hey thanks for having us <laughs> tim rothschild from uh, i told you this is all over the yeah, place podcast. One, of, one of the co-hosts of in the rabbit hole yeah here deep in, deep inside the deep rabbit inside hole. the rabbit hole yeah. here at stand up new york labs uh tim's got kind of a really interesting fitness journey and uh we, so why don't you give us like a uh, uh, two-minute overview, yeah. and then we'll backtrack to all the interesting stuff. I can do stuff. that. Yeah, what's uh, your elevator right. pitch? Yeah, I used to be in sales, <laughs> so that works. But before I get into that, I yeah. do want to say it's really good to be back around uh, health-driven individuals like yourselves because you guys do have a certain glow about you as opposed to the comedians and the other entertainers that I hang out with that are generally destroying their bodies with alcohol and other substances. And that environment, I'm telling you, because I used to be a a NASM certified trainer and you're always around people that are so motivated, you know, so just Mm -hmm. glowing, just, just, you know, so focused on making themselves better in that respect. And you kind of lose track of that after a little while. The the comedy world can be pretty dark. Oh, it's disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah. You know what? Well, it's a tough gig. Listen, I mean, yeah. in defense of the comics that are maybe medicating in not the best ways, mm-hmm. yeah. like, it's it's a tough gig. You Wait, know? listen to this. I'm curious what you think, too, because I know Kate's really healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you remember the trainer to the stars we had on, Adam? The yes. One, you know, so he was telling me he was dating this guy, and he's like, I had a break up with him because the guy said the L word. And I was like, love? You know, he's like, no, lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, like four nights in a war- in, a, in a row, he wanted to eat lasagna. And like, I can't, I need to have a healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. around me. I can't be with someone who's eating crap all the time. Mm-hmm. So do you, and you, know, you were saying how it's nice being around healthy people because yeah. it, it there's a different energy than when you're around someone who's just drinking all the time or eating crap. 
Yeah, I mean, in deep inside the rabbit hole, it's, it's conspiracy, expansion of consciousness, and comedy. Those are the three things that we like to put together. And I'm the consciousness guy, so I, you know, through my life, I've been pretty introspective and you know, just kind of taking a look back and seeing why things are the way they were. And I mm -hmm. found that uh, my environment was one of the most vital parts to you know turning myself into whatever it is that I wanted to become. You know, so. When, uh, you know, to tell you by my story, when I was in, I, I grew up a fat kid. And that's because I was born into like a German family where my German grandmother was cooking Wiener schnitzel in the morning, frying kielbasa in the afternoon and <laughs> doubling up at night with something. You know, my, I remember my parents got divorced. My dad said, he pulled me aside. He used to take us on these long camping trips. I never understood why we got lost for like four <laughs> hours. But really, he just wanted us to get some goddamn exercise. <laughs> you know? That's <laughs> you know, hilarious. You'd always make these sideways <laughs> comments when I went and visited with them. Like, you know, you know, get grandma, you know, you don't need to have every meal with gravy. On it, you know, and right. I, I didn't get it. You know, yeah. You're and, like, yes, I, I need my Cheerios and like gravy. Sour brown well, is not a vegetable. <laughs> How does it go down without the gravy? I mean, I'm not used to chewing. It's, it was that kind of environment. And uh, when I got into high school, that's when the kind of like the chains came off and I was allowed to explore working out, nutrition, all that stuff on my own. And I really never looked back. I became... Uh, a star athlete. I it became my life. You know, I was cutting class to work out. That's like no joke. That's how into it I was. My book bag was filled with sandwiches and Tupperware containers rather than books. And uh, I made it my life all throughout college. I played college football at Gettysburg. And then I got some serious injuries from overtraining. And I got into then uh, become certified at National Academy of Sports Medicine. That's become my a trainer to, to just yeah. to learn how to balance the body. Right. And then I immediately fell away from that and got sucked into my ego, got into bodybuilding and kept destroying my body, which brings me to today where uh, I'm in like sort of what I call like a cocooning healing phase where I'm just I'm eating as healthy as I can not doing a ton of physical activity and the activity that I am doing is like meditation, yoga, stretching, sort of getting my body back to where it actually feels good again rather than destroying it, healing, so I can go out and destroy it again in whatever way you know you can mm -hmm. imagine. So that's my story. I wanna, so what, what position did you play when you played football? Uh, tight end, defensive end, and punter. Oh, I was wow. a good punter. Yeah. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I was the biggest punter on the planet. Were there like nine pounds. people on your team? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Okay. What? <laughs> no, Everyone, it was everyone's playing three positions. <laughs> I played. That was my high school. Then uh, in college, I was tight end and punter. So gotcha. I, I dropped the end. Do you know so, I could so throw a perfect spiral? Like perfect. Say it again. I could throw a perfect spiral. Really? Yeah. I can punt a perfect spiral. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Put us together. We're That's perfect. <laughs> Move the equipment. <laughs> Just a weird game of catch. That's it. We're throwing down. Wait, next time, so, I, next time I'm in Jersey, we're going to have a football catch. Done. You're going to be so impressed. You have to buy the football every time I, I have buy a football one. It's in my gone apartment. in two weeks. All right, perfect. Yeah, I'll bring it. All right, no. sorry. We're off track. Uh, <laughs> oh, are we? <laughs> Uh, that never happened. Okay, so what I wanted to ask was, uh, so you said that your football injury was not was training related. It was a combination of everything. It it was. It's called. I think it's called spondylosis or something along the. It's, it's when the, a disc in your mm -hmm. your back slides on top of another disc, right? Yeah, in two of my lower vertebrae and then two in my neck also because I was a wrestling coach as well. So. I was, you know, overly physical, you know, and I was training so hard without through the pain, always through the pain to ignoring, uh, ignoring just the signs that any healthy person would be paying attention to. Do you have um, like numbness in your legs? Of course. I still, get it, legs? I still get it in my pinkies, down my sciatic uh, nerves, down through my legs, yeah. um, weakness when I'm texting on my phone. 
Um, oh, uh, Do you know of, what another uh, possible symptom? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you had this is loss of bowels or Lo- uh, yeah, often shit my pants. I shit bladder. my pants on the way over here. Uh, no, I, no I did you ever have that? No, it seriously, it, no, can, no, it seriously. can get so yeah. bad though because you're like, I guess your your lower body is just totally out of touch with the the nervous system that people just shit themselves. <clears throat> Luckily, in severe cases, honestly, seriously, I'd be honest, and I would, t- I would tell you, it's not, it never got that bad. But I can tell you, um, I'm, I'm physically and mentally tough, and it would bring, it would affect my relationship to literally everything, including people, my happiness, whatever it was. But I still couldn't let it go, and I still showed up to the gym every goddamn day, pushed the limit, and then went home to rest so that I could get back and do it again the next day. And I thought that that was the right thing to do. I thought that's what being a man was. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, I'm here to say. Yeah, you can, yeah, and you could also mistake like overworking out with being healthy. Because I remember when I was going to the gym seven days a week, two hours every day, I was like, I'm the healthiest I've ever been. Because mm-hmm. I'm because you think. Because when you're fat growing up, mm-hmm. you assume the extreme other way is healthy. Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, it's not mm-hmm. when you're killing yourself and in pain and shitting yourself. <laughs> Just like every <laughs> workout plan right. is, is uniquely tailored, as you know, is, is uniquely tailored to that individual with their goals and where their body composition is and where they're at in their training. You know, uh, you know where I'm not even sure where I was going to go, where you want to go. It's, it's so unique, you know, so where that balance is found is it's it's kind of it's up to you you know like i'm on a spiritual path now and it really helps me with this training because it allows me to do things like listen to my body get quiet and really be honest with myself like why am i doing this am i doing this because i want to bang that hot chick or am i doing this because i want to actually be healthy and have longevity in life and all that kind of stuff you know so you know it kind of it cleans it all up for you when you're on your approach and you know you learn that like well what's the easiest way to get to where you're going that's not get injured you know, right. it's to stay in there, stay, you know, and it, it changes the game a little bit. I, I actually think that there it's important to not. I think that you're right about balance, mm-hmm. but I do think that there is something about when I meet with people, people are there is a shallow element. And even the most like evolved person. Yeah. Still has like that. <laughs> yeah. Still has like, you know, there's still an element of it's like so the, hard a vanity. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's okay if it's balanced. Mm-hmm. And I think that it can actually be a really good thing because I think if you, I think a lot of the, the more functional exercises, the, the, um, are, it's not mutually exclusive. It's not, do you want to be hot or do you want to be healthy? You mm-hmm. can be both yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Something I say to guys all the time is guys will talk to me about, um, how much they should be, should be, working with how much should I be benching yeah you know um how many pull-ups should I be able to do and I, I I'll tell them all the time look you're asking because you want to look a certain way probably mm-hmm. and a woman most likely is not going to ask you how much you bench they're just going to say oh wow those teeny you tiny muscles strong. in you your back strong. are so hot like you're <laughs> yeah. ripped yeah. and that's that's hot right yeah. like so I think I think if you don't become obsessed with the 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 aesthetic mm-hmm. part of it I think that like you know, you can acknowledge that part of yourself and that you can kind of, you still can use it as a motivator yeah. as long as it's not your only motivation. A, a great thing, you know, if you're in a relationship with a girl, like I, I, one of the great pieces of advice my dad gave me is like, it doesn't matter where you got turned on as long as you come home to your girl. It's kind of like, that's regardless of where your motivation comes from, as long as you attach it to the right ideal, which is what you're talking about, like that balanced, you know, that right. you can have everything approach, you'll get there. I, I became a personal trainer because of a really shallow reason. Mm-hmm, me and too. Like, and I'm actually, I'm, I'm glad I did. And, I, and it's been so fulfilling, helping people, changing people. When you got someone that loses 30, 40 pounds and they're, they're like, I'm, you know, I had this woman that was like, I, I can go to the regular girls department now, <laughs> yeah. right? For the first yeah. time in years. That was <laughs> regular girls. <laughs> like, yeah, she, she like sent me a text. Like I, I like, 
you know, like th- that was fulfilling and moved me in a way that I never anticipated I could ever feel from like a job that wasn't related to show business. Yeah. Right? Like I, I always just thought like, I, Oh, if I'm not Tom Cruise famous, I'm a failure in life. Right. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's changed so much because I do help people and they're, you know, and selfishly, like, you know, that makes me feel good. Of course. But you know, it, it does, it does, it, it goes really far. But the reason why I became a personal trainer, literally I went to another actor friend's apartment and he lived in this like sweet ass apartment on the Upper West Side. And I was like, how are you, how are you paying for this? And he was like, Oh, I'm a personal trainer. I just, I train rich people. And that's how I'm, uh, and I was like, dude, I've got a better body than you do. Yeah. If you're doing this, I could definitely do that. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I got certified just because I thought, oh, you know what? Like I look like I work out more than this guy does. And yeah. Yeah. People will definitely pay me to tell them how to work out. Yeah. And I'm sure you can Changed talk. My and life. It's communication with your clients is important too, you know, and you've, you're working on, you know, I'm not saying that you're working on it like you need somewhere to go, but like you've obviously got that, you know, and that's just as important to motivate and inspire. And then you oh, get for the, sure. you know, it's, re- it's always reciprocated, but so, it's, but it started as something shallow. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Me too. It became totally. <laughs> spiritually rewarding yeah my point. so awesome. when you were so what made you so you were bodybuilding yeah and then you were getting injured what was the thing that actually made you stop and start going towards a healthier lifestyle like what was like the last straw um it actually it was the realization that i just i wasn't happy where i was and i finally had to let go of some certain like physical traits that i didn't like that i was working my ass off to kind of uh, get rid of or, you know, change. I've, I finally just had to be real with myself and just say, just, just chill out, dude, you know, just chill out and be happy and get yourself back to where you need to go. And then you can, you know, kind of, you know, see, see where you're at and, and move forward from there. So it was, it I was just unhappy. I was too attached to where I wanted to be. And, uh, and, and it was breaking me down. Wait, so just backwards a little bit. So yeah. the transition from football into the bodybuilding, is that because you felt like, uh, you had to validate yourself by setting some sort of physical goal. Like if football is not going to work out, then it's got to be something else physical. Like do you think exactly? You, was it? Just, I had like, to. I had to attach myself to something to stay on track. You know, in quotations, I'd stay on track. Meaning, I needed the motivation because I knew if I didn't have the motivation to, or like a program and a goal, I was going to fall off. You know, the wheels always come off for me. I get overly distracted by you know the 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 slightest temptation if I don't actually have a program to stick to. You know, so my next program was bodybuilding, you know, because that's what I knew. That's what I was familiar with. I knew how to train. I enjoyed training. All of my mm-hmm. friends, all my environment was about nurturing training. Mm-hmm. You know, so what else was I going to do? You know, did you, did you, were you a natural bodybuilder? Did you get into I, any? I, tr- I tried uh, my senior year when I was done playing football. I tried uh, steroids, dude, uh, some just the testosterone just to check it out, you know, see what it was like. Because I'm one of those guys that's like, don't knock it till you try it. Tried it out broke my hand immediately. I put Whoa. on like 20 pounds in like three weeks or something like that. Broke my hand and I said, that's it. You know, Broke your hand? It was just it was a freak accident, nothing to do with it. But um, I took that as a sign that I'm not gonna that continue, you know? And uh, When it, you were on the steroids, did you see a difference? <clears throat> for sure, almost immediately. Yeah, it was maybe the same day, you know? Wow. Yeah. R- Robin, what's your usual follow-up for? Steroids? Steroid. Oh, do you know if you're a girl <laughs> and you're on steroids, your clit grows so much it looks like a dick. Holy shit. Like a yeah. little one. Like a... You have to Google pictures. It's sick. I don't have to Google <laughs> pictures. <laughs> Robin I think I got a good picture we, out of my mind Robin right didn't now. believe me. Yeah. So I was like... <laughs> I had to like Google, like, like, like Google imaging. There's on my phone that I have. And it. I was like, oh man, like, you know, it's, you know... The, the search history is always a touchy thing. And I'm like, dude, yeah. if, if my girlfriend finds this, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
she's gonna have all sorts of <laughs> wrong ideas about what I'm into. Uh, I guess it's fascinating. Also, the, the other reason <laughs> why I did terrifying, it. Terrifying, man. I was 242 pounds going into play college football. Big, you know. I was, I was. My whole job was move big people around, you know. And then when I got injured, I dropped down to 182 pounds naturally. Green tea was the only supplement that I was taking, if you can call it that. And then when I was going to get into bodybuilding, you know, they said, you know, you're not going to be able to do it unless you supplement. So I said, fuck it. You know, I don't care. Let's do this. And I did, broke my hand and said, fuck it from there. But I, I did tear my ACL a few years ago and I uh, picked up some HGH on the black market and I did that to heal it. So that I got from a doctor on the black market. So that wasn't necessarily- A doctor on the black market? Yeah, yeah. He just kind of gave it to me out the back door, buddy of mine. Wow. <clears throat> so, um, you know, other than that, you know- Because that's definitely something like, you definitely want to be t putting hormones to your body that you got out of like the back of someone's trunk, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> this, guy, this guy gets it. You know, it was legitimate stuff, you know? So I said, hey, I don't, you know, didn't have health insurance at the time. I said, can you just grab me one? And he right. did. Um, so that's, you know, besides like over-the-counter stuff, which can be just as bad, that's like the major, you know, stuff. A lot of the stuff they sell at GNC, you'll fail a drug test. At, For sure. You know, you fail an Olympic drug, drug test or an NCAA or drug test. Or a physical. <laughs> or a physical. Just a routine physical. Um, just because we're running out of time. Sure. Uh, so now that you're, so what, what type of workouts do you do now that are like healthy for your body and good for people to do? Uh, especially people who are like going, who've already gone overboard and now mm -hmm. want to start doing a healthy, well-balanced, what, what do you suggest? Sure. Well, I'd say, you know, first, uh, you know, find somebody that knows what they're talking about and they can start guiding you to where you want to be. And that's where I would say finding your balance. So for me, finding my balance was literally becoming more balanced physically, mentally and spiritually. So yoga is such a great path. It's Yoga is a science, you know, and it's all about getting rid of all of that shit that you're attached to mentally that's going to lead you down a wrong path of maybe taking steroids or supplementing and getting there faster than you want to be and it's also going to increase your flexibility how you feel just overall physically and um uh, it increases strength in the areas that you're going to be lacking generally if you do a lot of isolation exercises. So I'll do, you know, I'll get my cardio in low impact because, uh, you know, at this point I just need to give it some rest. You know, I do as much as I want every day, you know, I'll, and, and to make it easier, I'll listen to stuff, you know, and not just music. I'll, I'll multitask because I'm not throwing the podcast yeah, yeah <laughs> often often <laughs> multiple times a day he listens to the same episode over and over so i won't uh, this one that when it comes out my goodness it's just this was this was recommended voice. to me by a really nice family in the philippines <laughs> ken ken and his siblings so what's nice now is because i don't have to uh throw 400 pounds on my back and squat until i puke you know, I don't need to be listening to Rage Against the Machine. I can I can switch it up a little bit. So that's what I'm doing. It's low impact. Keep it going. Maintain the body. Do you think you'll you know? ever lift weights again? Yes, definitely. I, it's, it's such a love of mine. It was a meditation for me. I mean, I used to take it so seriously that I would get butterflies in my stomach before I arrived to the gym. That's It was game time for me. You know, like twice mm -hmm. a day, six days a week. Sundays was awful for me because I had to rest. You know, the that, gym becomes almost like a religion. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you look forward to it. You know, you're getting something out of it. You come obsessed with it. You look for it to like clear your head. Oh, it's definitely therapy for yeah. me. Yeah. I, you know, I, I especially I if it's it. a workout you no. enjoy. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's a class you like, or lifting, or running, whatever it is that you like, it can be really. Yeah. It's just that when you go too far. And I guess the main thing I just want to leave everyone with is on the podcast, we always talk about the nature of reality, how it's like a mirror. And you got to clean up your shit inside in order for the outside to be uh, much easily, more easily manipulated. And the easy, easiest way I did that 
was to stack up, stack up my environment to nurture what I wanted to do. So like I'd surround my room in high school with uh, powerful quotations from all the people that I looked up to. So every morning, no matter where I looked, it was a constant reminder of where I wanted to go. I basically like put myself in like this matrix of progress. You know, it's like, don't ever forget why you're doing what you're doing. And it got me there really quickly. So now, you know, I'm surrounding myself with like people who do a lot of yoga, like Buddhist statues, incense, all that kind of shit. And I'm taking it real nice and easy, even though it's not in my nature. You know, I want to go out there, crack skulls and do that <laughs> stuff. But it's I'm constantly reminded, chill, dude. You know, you took it too far. Chill out, relax, and you can get back out there eventually. So That's awesome. All right. Well, uh, guys, do you know what time it is? Is it the Danny Tanner, what did we learn this week moment? It is. So, Tim, <laughs> at the end of each show, we go around <laughs> And just like Danny Tanner, we say one thing we learned this week. So, Michael, and we do it in our soft Michelle voices. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Michael, what did you learn this week? I learned that uh, pe- people that are concerned with health and fitness and wellness have a glow. So I'd like to advise all our listeners out there to... Go glow. Go glow. <laughs> you fireflies. That, that was beautiful. Hey, yeah, fireflies. That was really beautiful. Burn like the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm crying. So I, uh, uh, Tim, what did you learn this week? Well, it, I was going to say. Your soft I was Michelle rem- voice, please. <clears throat> <laughs> I was going to say that I was reminded of the glow, but that was stolen from me. So I do want to say that uh, I... I don't seem to have learned anything. You learned about uh, clitorises on steroids? Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. That was <laughs> the most important. And I, I tried to block that out. Clitoris. I sound like an 80-year-old woman. Oh, my God, the clitoris. <laughs> I, um, I learned this week that my co-host, Michael Buckley, was a big fan of Sex in the City. And he did musical theater. <laughs> he may be gay, but we'll, we'll cover that next week. All right, Tim, where could everyone find you? Uh, deep inside the rabbit hole podcast. I would say The Lantern on Talk Center America, but that's on hold at the moment. So just email me at thelibertymen at gmail.com if you want to reach out. Yes. And uh, guys, that podcast is on this network, so it's easy to find. It's really, really interesting. So definitely tune into that. Uh, and if you want to contact me, I'm at Robin Shaw on Twitter. At Buckley Body Guru. Guys, go rate us. We like your ratings. It helps us on iTunes. And uh, all right, that's it. I'm Robin Shaw. I'm Michael Buckley. And this is the podcast. <laughs>